kicked out of here and really they want to kick me off this mic anyway right now <laughs> who me mark the production uh, maybe team? me <laughs> i'm like wait a minute i got drafted into doing this i was supposed to only be taking pictures i didn't here. even know you were doing i brought i didn't know either <laughs> i come here he's like oh jay's doing color commentary for like, you oh, oh you're gonna make me what do something what live <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh. all right <laughs> We are live on the Doug Saravo Show. Jay Snyder from Mad, Ra Mad Radio Network and The Last Word on Hockey joins us tonight on the Doug Saravo Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting Bet like Michael Lepore. Jay, welcome to the show. How are you? Couldn't ask for a better introduction, Doug. <laughs> I know that so was... It had to be the show, the first and hope maybe not last, but the first ever... Of me behind a mic on a live game going on. That was something. Yeah, nice. that was something else. That was fun. We had a nice good time. Nice intro this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> oh. One, of the, one yeah. of the best color commentaries guys I ever worked with. Well, you were the yeah. only one I worked with, so that, I mostly did it by myself. That's why I don't have to owe you any money for that one. Your brother, <laughs> your brother for, that, for that, oh, who's the better... Yeah, you remember that one I had to pay. Yeah, who's the better goalie? Me or James? All right, listen. This way you get some <laughs> credibility here. You play more offense than him, I give it to James. Yeah, that's true. When we play, I play the I play forward. See, like I got my goalie sticks and a regular stick, I played everything. A long time ago when sticks didn't bend. It was wood and it hurt. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, your brother. Oh, come on, your brother. Come on. You always try and score him. You get more pleasure out of trying to score on him than trying to stop him on a shot. Come I know. Forward. Let's face it. All the time. Yeah. There's nothing different. like scoring on him. Of course, you're his brother. Yeah. Bragging you need rights. to. You need to eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start things off. The Devils are in Philadelphia tonight as two struggling teams face off. Let's start with the Devils. What do they have to do to get this win and get this momentum, especially when you have a guy like Nico Heischer who is in COVID protocol? I think they have to maybe go a little old school. Uh, Devils won the championships playing defense and making sure the defensive zone is taken care of first. And then – you know, dish the guys. They got dishers on that defense, Subban, you know, disher, you know, that can break out guys once they do get the puck in their zone. More play for uh, Blackwood. Um, I mean, you got a great goalie there. I mean, he's great, but no goalies are going to be stopping guys standing there on the opposite side, not touched on a pass left to right. You can't ask your goalie to make those saves, not even 50% of the time. So you got to get rid of that. The offense, it makes its own, you know, it's its own way. It has it has a, a uh, you know, it's not limited, but you got to play more more defense because you want to win 3-2. You don't want to be trying to outscore teams, you know, giving up uh, easy goals because of assignments like that. Yeah, and I saw the last game we played against Nashville, Roman Yossi was wide open, and Blackwood wasn't able to do anything about it. You can't. You can't. You can't. You, can't, you know, you, like you said, you play goalie. I play goalie. No, we're not NHL. 
But bottom line is, if you're down and the play's going on the other side, you can't get that leg to break off to jump up and come up on sliding on the other side in a one in a click click. When everyone's looking to, at the other guy, who's the guy behind you? You should be covering. There's been too many of those, is what I'm saying. You know, those you could fix by, you know, coaching D, and um, then make getting your rushes out of your own defensive zone. That's the way the Devils did it when they won their cups. Yeah, we did it in the '90s and early 2000s. We won those Stanley Cups by playing defense, taking all the pressure off of Martin Brodeur. Yeah, he's the greatest of all time, but he wasn't facing like 40 to 35 shots a night like some players do middle. today. And a lot in the middle. You know, take away the middle, push him outside. You know, stick check him. You know, tie up their sticks in the defensive. Zone, I mean, but make sure you cover a guy that's wide open, you know, because uh, so other than that, I mean, their, their goaltending Blackwood is a stud goaltender. Um, just got to give him help and run off your goaltenders. You're going to keep you in most of your games as you're trying to create, you know, scoring opportunities. Yeah. And the last few games that I watched of the Devils is they really haven't had that many opportunities where i mean they've they played well decently on five on five but they would they wouldn't get that shot off i think through two periods against nashville they had like maybe 18 shots and that's that's not going to cut it if you want to win in the national hockey league yeah no i mean you got your skill guys up front quinn Hughes just came back and hopefully stays healthy for you guys yeah jack hughes did come back you know so her that's, um her that's huge Hersher is a you know gonna be a huge loss, you know, Nico. Um Wood, I always, you know, he's out for the year. What he did for that offense, you didn't want to get, you know, get a puck in the corner because he was gonna nail you down. He was gonna follow through in those corners with those dump ins fast too. So it's like the speed too. I mean, you can't coach you can't coach speed the way you can't coach size. You know, I'm like five I'm five seven and a half. I played goalie. I couldn't afford to go down on a knee. I stood up. I covered the whole net. I couldn't afford to go down. Six foot four goalies now going down on a knee, and they're shooting for that corner in a goalie's head to try and get that corner. Stand up. Bring that back into the hockey. You know. Yeah. Let's actually stand at the corner. He can't go side to side fast enough. You're giving up that corner. You know, like bring back. Bring back the short goalies. But yeah, let, let's actually get to Miles Wood. How much of a loss has he been for the Devils? Because he, I, it's been like sloppy for them, whether he, it's the power play or the penalty kill. He 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 was a, a power forward with speed, who could who could do offensive, you know, shots like on the while on the fly. I mean, but he wasn't considered a scorer. But like, you can't. You got to win those those pucks in the corner to create offensive possibilities for your guys winning in the corners and passing to someone in the slot to take good quality offensive shots. Those guys are hard to come by to have that kind of speed and size that he did and he scores. So there's a lot of guys that they got out. You can't just replace them like that. That the special kind of, they bring special things to the game. 
Yeah, I think he put up maybe 18 or 19 goals two years ago, so he's really been – not having him really does hurt. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's – when you don't have that, you know, you can't just bring up a guy from the minors. You know, you could. You know, yeah, next man up and everything. Yeah, we know about that. Um, but there's certain things to the game that you can't do if you can't get guys to sell into it. All right, buy so let, into it. Sorry, buy into it. Let's get to Carter Hart. This is a guy that entered the league with a lot of promise. So far in his career, he has 55 wins, 45 losses, 12 overtime losses, and his goals against is 2.88, and his save percentage is 90. Well, because of last year. But, yeah. But Flyer fans, and as a goalie, I mean, it's great to see he he's not the problem. There was a worry I was saying like on the on the other show when we do the goalie, you know, breakdowns. And I'm just like, and we all said the same thing is that this is a goalie. After a while, he becomes shell shot. Hopefully, last year was was just him being a, a young goalie dealing with a breakdown in, in the team, unfortunately, in front of him. And he's proven that he came back. And they may unfortunately the record's not good, but it's not because of the goalie. Now you don't have to worry about a franchise goalie. They worried last year if he was going to play up the franchise uh, capabilities, and he's definitely doing it now. Uh, so it shows his, his talent came through, and he mentally got through what happened last year, and it didn't become a regular norm for a goalie to you know lose the, er, the, the nerve or, oh, I don't want to do this. So, wow, you know, I'm getting hammered here, um, which I'll get to. And then when we talk about the Rangers later, um, but the Flyers getting again, they changed management and uh, it's picked up the team a little bit. They all know that trade line trade deadlines coming and, um, you know, uh, changing direction. You know, I'm sure Flyer fans would love to get back in this playoff race and they can definitely ride on hard. That's for sure, is what I'm saying. I mean, both of both of these teams, they're not really far out of the playoff picture. I think Boston has that last spot with 30 points. So the Flyers are six points out, and the Devils are five points out of that last wild card spot. So starting tonight, obviously I want the Devils to win. But sure. what do both of these teams have to do? starting tonight if they want to go on a run? They're going to have to play hard, look like they're following through on their checks, you know, not just – and then, like, lackluster. You know, have just play with your grit and your talent should overtake when you're working hard. Um, just um, the Metropolitan Division – is amazingly ridiculous. No one expected. I hope there's a Ranger fan, you know, this would not have nothing to root for for the last three years that they would make the playoffs. I didn't think they would do this well, but always it was Shershkin. That's the key to that. Like any team, it's your goalies um, playing hard and you play hard in front of your goalies and you'll get more wins and not wins. 
when you're playing hard in front of your goalie, go from the goalie defense and create and let your offense create challenges off of odd man rushes by them by the other team pressing too much. You know, you can get goals that way and just but it's but it's a style and the t- and everyone has to settle into playing it. Do you think a coaching change will help Philadelphia? You know, A V had success his first year. He had success with the Canucks, the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And the last few the last two years with the Flyers really didn't go his way or their way. Well, let me let me say and as an ex Ranger where he 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 was a uh, coach of the Rangers, uh, Mark, Mr. Mark Weiss from my show said it when he goes, here's a problem. He doesn't he doesn't know the alphabet. A B C E. He forgets the letter D for defense. He said that. I'm I'm not taking his quote. That's why I'm mentioning Mark for props. Um teams never played great defense on his on his teams. They never did. They never did. And so you know, a change like to me, like to me, just saying, um, Lindy Ruff, when he was with the Rangers, defensive coach of the Rangers, I always said I thought he was a great head coach when he was in Buffalo all those years back. And it wasn't doing for the Ranger defense. He takes over the Devils. Look what he does with the whole team. Some guys are just not meant to be, you know, in a different role. Some guys can't be a head coach either. But, um, I mean, Philadelphia, I mean, the whole thing, we're not going to say, of course, everyone watches TNT and the Wednesday night show and Rick Tockett. You know, we're all saying, and they're all playing that. Everyone, they're just waiting for Rick Tockett, which, you know, Mike Yeo is an interim, as an interim on him. He had an interim on him in Minnesota, too, and he had a real good, and they made him a coach. Maybe he'll get the head coach and turn the, the team around. You know, he has a certain style, they say about him, and Maybe he'll get that, but he has Tockett right over his shoulder. Probably they always talk all the time, you know, that everyone wants Tockett to be the next head coach. Um, so, you know, you know, Flyers have what to look forward to with at least, you know, having um, um, the goalie showing that last year was a fluke and, he, he's he's your next um, goalie to ride on for the next couple of years, while rebuilding, if you want to call it a rebuild. And the, the Flyers' offense hasn't really stepped up either. I think they have sixty-five goals in twenty-some games, so that's not going to help either for, yeah. for this team moving forward. Listen, the old GM made a lot of moves, and you know it's all you could do. I mean, if anything, however they look at the minors and draft or whatever, you know, there's going to be probably a lot of trades by trade deadline. If they look to go younger and um, get faster. Yeah, they did get rid of Voracek uh, last year, but I think he only has like one goal with uh, Columbus, so that's not really going to save the day for Flyer fans. Yeah, but he was, a, he was, a, he was, a, is, not was, but is a guy that went into the corners and liked to play dirty too, you know, you don't get guy all those kind of guys like that that want to keep doing it, and now you can't win those battles in the corners. You're not going to get that those those possessions in the offensive zone 
with takeaways, winning those battles and having the guy open for a slot shot, high you know percentage um, offensive uh, opportunities. Again, if you're just joining us, we have Jay Snyder on from Last Word on Hockey and my partner as the color commentator for one game. Hopefully he does more in the future. Still to come, are the Rangers pretenders or contenders, and can the Islanders bounce back? The Doug Sorrell Show brought to you by Stutz Betting Bet, like Michael Lepore. Before we head to commercial, Jay, is there any goaltender from your day, whether it's the 80s or the 90s, that reminds you of Mackenzie Blackwood and Carter Hart? Mm. All right. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood, I'm going to say Tom Barrasso, and Carter Hart. Um, oh, because he has like a big presence. He's like, he looks real large in the net. Um, Tom Barrasso. Those are my two. All right, cool. Again, we got Jay Snyder on the air. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back on the Doug Saravo Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting Bet like Michael Lepore. So, Jay, your Rangers are on a roll. They did lose to Nashville. They did lose to Nashville on Sunday night. Are they pretenders or are they contenders? Is this the year the Rangers finally win another Stanley Cup in franchise history, the first time? since 1993-1994, where they defeated the Vancouver Canucks? Okay, first, foremost, as long as Shershkin is very mostly healthy, they're definitely, to me, they're not pretenders. But as a hockey fan, I love my Rangers. Rangers, number one, I'll go absolutely nuts. I can watch all of the hockey and learn to watch all of the hockey when the Rangers had some real bad years and learn to appreciate what other teams, other players, the game brought. Um, with the, rain, the Rangers' nurturation of being able to win in the corners, they couldn't do for two years. Now they could do it better. Teams like Colorado and Nashville and Calgary, who play hard games the same, um, you know, it, it shows that those teams are, are in a – better made up at this point. The Rangers aren't heavy, heavy team like those teams are. Like, that's where they want to get. And they can compete because they can play that game now. Um, but they're, I, they're contenders. I'm going to root for them. They're at this point. Shirskin's supposed to come back soon. Uh, they can't do it. I mean... It's Shershkin got him most of the way here, too. 
riding on him, making the saves, leading the league in, in making those uh, um, saves that should have been goals saves. Um, but, you know, other teams beat them. They're going to lose. And if you're going to lose, lose to teams and learn from them what you still have to do better if you make the, making the playoffs, which you hope to continue to make in the, where we are now in the standings, but to be able to make it out of a round or two or however. But some teams are more a little older and can't teach a you know, the body to be a man's body at 18, 19, 20, when you're going up against 25, 26, 30-year-olds who are playing that same kind of game. They're heavier, they're bigger, they're used to it. So if they get better at that and they continue just to keep working at that, they're going to be able to beat most teams. Um, but again, Shashurskin, it's 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 Shashurskin being in net the majority of the time for them to be true contenders this year. Let's talk about the Rangers on the road. They are 10-3-2. How important is it to show the fans but also themselves that you know what if we go into the playoffs and we're playing on the road there's no problem for us here we could win these games on the road so how important is it now for these guys to get the experience of playing at a rowdy environment with rowdy crowds i mean it's not as loud as it is come playoff time but to have this faster on the road says a lot oh yeah um, what's the old adage you go, you win, you know, you want to win three quarters of your games home and you go half, you know, go 50, 50 on the road is means you're going to be a real good team and making the playoffs every year. They're 10 and three and they, you know, they've, and the three teams they've lost to is Edmonton, Calgary, and I forgot the third team, but two out of. 15, 13, 13 to 15 games, I'm sorry, I'm not adding right, to lose to those teams. Those are elite teams with elite skill. And even if they don't win or get a point out of it, which, you you know, and they've gotten points, they got a point out of that Edmonton game that time. Um, they're, NHL is a, it's a gifted league with, with players – that it's it's amazing watching teams play, and when they play the Rangers as a Ranger fan, you just go, right? You know, it's more of even if you lose, come out of it going, you know, we can skate with these guys, and next time I can't wait to play them again, which could be the playoffs. So they went, they're beating teams that they should, and, and on the road they're beating more teams than they should. But having a ten and three record on the road, it's. I mean, it's ecstatic. You get all those points stored because every team knows you're going to go through a streak and you're going to wish you had those points back when you need it during the, what, going into the, not even the second. We just finished the first quarter of the season and mm -hmm. it's the first season in three years of a full 82-game season as long as, luckily, you know, with COVID – um, it's kept under control. We can get a whole season out of this one. Yeah, so let's get let's stay on top of the New York Rangers because they've been 
looking like one of the best teams in hockey. They have a huge test tonight against the Colorado Avalanche on the road. It could be a Stanley Cup final preview, and I hate to say that as a Devil fan. How important is this game for the Rangers tonight and what they can show the rest of the National Hockey League? Well, let's say, like I was saying, that they've lost, just like at home, to the elite teams in the league. And if we're going to go back to when they just lost to Colorado at home, and we, and anyone who saw the game could see the difference in Colorado because they had many years more behind them playing together too, but the unbelievable talent that kept coming and coming and they created it, um, that you have to play up to them. You can't, you can't wait to see what their tempo is going to be. And hopefully coming into this Colorado game in Colorado, you know, it shows what they may have learned from losing to Colorado at home. And as a Ranger fan, you know, I would be looking to see if there's a difference in how they're playing right off the bat, knowing Colorado's going to come right at them. And once you get behind them, I mean, that team's scoring, you know, seven goals a game. You can't afford that. So, you know, um, how do you, you know, you can only, you can't stop them. You could try and minimize their offensive opportunities, Colorado, but. Then you got to create your own offense and take some chances, and hope they don't have they don't come back the other way because they're very talented and they break their two on ones and their three on twos. What they do passing back and forth, it's magic. Watching them play, um, but the Rangers, you know, have a they're they're gaining they're gaining um, grit and maturity, and they're learning from from these losses as much as when they when they win. That's what they yeah. have to continue to do. And they got depth this year. They got Ryan Reeves, Barkley Goudreau, Kevin Rooney. But they lost uh, Blias from St. Louis, who did a certain kind of game for why they traded for him. They gave up Bushnevich, who have always taught, but they couldn't afford him. But they needed, those again, those kind of guys, and they got him on the bottom six. Um, and they got that kid line going that the – you know, uh, Lafreniere is getting his chance to open up offensively, enjoying playing on the third line with with Heedel and um, Guthauer. I'm sorry if I'm saying the name wrong. Who they traded for is starting to use his offensive talent of speed, you know, where he couldn't get into the lineup and he's hungry. On the third line, you know, Lafreniere is kind of finding a scoring touch because he's getting it off a rebound. He has great hands. Once he's anywhere in a slot and the rebounds there, I mean, that's where he that talent shows. It's getting him in the right places, and that's what Gallant is definitely making a difference with this team on how he's, you know, changing things up since he took over. All right, let's talk your goalie, Igor Shosturkin. He is thirty nine and nineteen and five in his career. He is thirteen three and two on the year. I think he's supposed to come back sometime next week you're a goalie i'm a goalie james is a goalie is there a goalie from your day whether it was the 80s the 90s that reminds you of the current rangers goalie that's the first question i have for you and then the second question i have for you is 
how would you say I'm not sure how to word this, but from going from Henrik to Igor, if you could have Igor for the next 15 years playing at the same level that Henrik Lundqvist did, how much will that mean to this organization if they get one or two Stanley Cups out of it? Uh, he... He makes saves. You, you know, like they always show and on they like watch a hockey game before they'll show the goalie doing their eye contact or they do they go through like a mental just on the bench for their focus. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. When besides how Shershkin plays, he you could see like he's already he's making a save and he he knows what he wants to do with it. It's like he's, for his talent and what he does, a lot of it is almost second nature to look like to him. Um, and again, he's not the tallest, biggest goalie. I think he's like 6'2", which is considered Yeah, short. he's pretty small. Yeah, he's, and, and uh, you know, you wanted me to – I ain't going to – you know, I'm going to give the respect where the respect is and keep it in Ranger Town. I mean – Richter made more dynamic stretch from one side to the other saves, as we know. Um, Shershkin, 6-2. I think even Richter, Richter looks mm, – a goalie like him from um, – oh, wow. He makes saves, again, that you're not supposed to make. Like, he leads the league for making saves above scoring opportunities of any goalie in the league. And that takes position, being in like coming in from a shot or angle and being square from a, one spot to the other. So his mechanics are great and his, and his ref reflexes are very fast. Um, that's a great combination. Um, as far as uh, goalies, he's like a combination. It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, because he's short. All the other guys were tall. The only guys that were short that were this good that I saw were like um, oh, I, I can't even. You can't even. It's hard to um, compare him because when they say. Uh, you know, um, it's hard. Um, back from my day. Ooh, yeah, and he's and, he's six one and one hundred and eighty nine pounds. So he's yeah, not... I mean, he's actually old school in his size. He's not even of this generation goalies that they have to be six four or six eight, and he covers all the net. His whatever he does is a routine. Almost just getting back to that. He's so solid, so he's able to make the saves somehow, which is just a natural talent. But he gets hurt too. You know, he has a history of getting hurt. We got to, and we hope that this is short term and this isn't reoccurring. If you saw the way he got hurt, just being on the floor and putting his left, his right, his right leg out just a little on the floor did something. Hopefully, you know, they take the time and he comes back because it's on it. And you were saying, how much would he 
over, say, the 15-year career of Lundqvist, do the same thing and bring two cups to the Rangers, would we be happy with that? There are Ranger fans out there that, hey, I wanted, I was able to live long enough to see 94. There are people born from 94 on who haven't seen one yet. You know, we got to see it, that old, old finally get the die, you know, with, with, with pride, you know, when they won the cup. And it was off of a goalie that was, regardless, it was a complete team and everyone kept each other in it. And you and you could ride on Shershkin. You don't have to worry with him in the net like you do other goalies that you have to play back or have to. He allows them to play free and open if they want to take chances because he's back there. Not all goalies give that to a team that kind of, you know, that they can do that, that they don't have to stay back or worry about going deep after, you know, an offensive opportunity. Because it plays yeah. in your head. Mm-hmm. And I was looking it up on my phone. Ben Bishop was, uh, I think, 6'7", 215 pounds. So compared to Shesterkin and the other goalies, he, he's pretty small. Yeah. So it's like the talent. It's like um, Dominic Hasek, period. I mean, you're just talking about a guy that did whatever he had to do to make a save. And he didn't think about the stance. He had to be in a stance. He did whatever the puck did. I mean, it, it, the, you see how they follow the puck. Those goalies, certain goalies are just like from doing all those exercises, eye exercises before the game, how they keep and they don't lose track of the puck and they get themselves in position for the next shot better than some. And he's definitely one of them that just does it. All right, so the Islanders are. We're going to stay in New York. The Islanders are seven, eleven, and five with only nineteen points. Are there real issues in, um, I guess Belmont? That's where it is. No longer in Long Island. Are there real issues there, or would you just say I that? Didn't. They had that long stretch on the road, and they're just trying to get used to being back yeah. home. The effort, you know what, the effort they, pro- they they probably had to put in to start the season, 13 games on the road. I mean, because you know, the, the arena wasn't ready yet to, to come. They almost came 500 off that, basically almost 500 off the road trip. To come home, everyone was new to Belmont. Every team that came in was new to Belmont. Um, but they had that COVID issue that you can't replace certain guys either. And that team relies on playing to, uh, torts, uh, um, trot system. You can't, I mean, and it's, and it's like, how do you replace those guys? And I know that Jim and Mark have talked on the other team talking about, you know, especially defense. Um, how the Islanders' defense in the very beginning, Jim wasn't happy with uh, Chara because of the age. Not we all wish that we had got you know they got everyone. He wouldn't have been out there, unfortunately. But age and him playing, you know, they have him too high up in the defensive scheme of it because they lost guys because they didn't, you know, toes and those kind of guys. The defense was the core to that team playing in front of Vilarmov and Sorokin. And Sorokin is a real deal. 
on his yeah, own. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, but that the defense has been thinned out. Like he said, Green, they're both old defensemen, and I would root first for any old defenseman or anyone trying to keep their whatever going. Um, yeah, that's like Mark Weiss playing out there in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Weiss uh, has a lot of pride um, playing playing his defense and taking pride in it, but that those guys maybe can't do what it takes to play that style, and they've had problems scoring offensively, so you definitely got to at least play that style that got you for the last two years, one to the, you know, in deep, deep into the playoffs, shortened seasons though. You don't, you know, again, you don't know too, you know, that grind playing longer into the season, like they say in baseball, all they played a longer season, they came back and they were rusty during spring training coming out after spring training. Hockey is more f- physical and demanding mm-hmm. and what they had to do was play that, the trots style first in order to get scoring opportunities second. Yeah. I mean, you could say, yeah, they, they, they were in the bubble. That took a lot out of them, but took a lot of a lot of teams. It but, did, but Tampa but, came out, they won the cup. They went back to back. And the, you know, the honors lost a lot of guys to COVID and then what they lose, they lost Nelson early. I mean, those guys you could count on, on the power play, always scoring those power play goals up front. And now uh, a couple of guys are going into COVID, and there's a lot of pressure on Barzell. You know, and Barzell has always been the guy that can take it east to west. They've always said shoot more. You know, he could probably score more. Uh, he's a great skater. I mean, but those other guys all complemented each other to play in that style because they had to play the style first. Again, if you're just joining us, we have Jay Snyder from Last Word on Hockey and color commentator. <laughs> this is this is the Doug Strava show brought to you by Stutz Betting Bet like Michael Lapore. We're gonna take another quick commercial break and then when we get back we'll have Lapore betting. We'll do our picks for tonight and our Stanley Cup winner. We'll be right back. Where the Monroe Falcons are playing the St. Joseph of McCutcheon Falcons. Past uh, that game's history, we have a, a state's uh, championship on our mind now. The ranch, the buffalo. It all works together very nicely. Welcome to Falcons Insider. Falcons Insider. On today's episode... Of, we're doing a lot of great work. You know, this is work that people said couldn't have been done before. A lot of money doing something you love. Re-elected team reporter. Yeah, what a season that was for you. 54, 54 points in 18 games. Um, but definitely, I mean, I, when I said that we're going to win GMCs, I think yeah, I that was one that we remember. Yeah. Yeah, you just said it with with so much confidence. 
betting. It was named after you because you are probably known for losing a lot of bets, especially when it comes to the horse racing. My lightning five picks. These are the ones I like. I mean, I, I love them. In my picks, you'll hear them later on. Yeah, that is my best bet. You'll hear it in Stutz betting. Yes, that is my best bet. All right, we are back on the Doug Saravo Show. Alongside me, we have Jay Snyder, the coach and color commentator. <laughs> so we got a few games tonight. But the one, the few, the two games I'm looking at is the New Jersey Devils versus the Philadelphia Flyers, and we're gonna also look at the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Boston Bruins. So Jay, let's start with the Devils and the Flyers tonight. I think this is gonna be an interesting game, especially when Ryan Graves, Nico Heischer is out. They've both been two key pieces for this Devils organization, and I think Blackwood is going to have to step on his step up on his game, step up his game. So for me, and for the Flyers coming off of a, I think it was like a seven to one win over the Vegas Golden Knights, I think the Flyers are going to win this one. Unfortunately, I hate to say that as a Devils fan, we've just been inconsistent all year long, especially on the on the special teams. So we'll see how it goes, but my pick for tonight is the Philadelphia Flyers, and th at the end we'll keep track. If you come on another episode, we'll cool. have our records side by side and see who, you know, did the better picks. That's cool. Yeah. Um, now, just are they playing in Philly? Uh, it's in Philly tonight. In so. Philly, so I would have said if they were playing in Jersey – Gives them a little leeway, maybe thinking close, low score. But like you said, too, unfortunately, like the Devils are going through their COVID and and problems and trying to generate offense. The Flyers are got a new coach. They got they definitely feel the energy and a winning game since. So now they have that mental, you know, attitude of winning again. They're home. And um yeah, I have to say the Flyers, too, because just where it's at right at this moment, with directions they're both going at the current moment. So I'd go with the Flyers. All right, so we both could be uh, winless, or we both could be undefeated at the end of that um, game. We shall see. Vegas versus the Bruins. For me, I think Vegas is the better team. They have the depth. Uh, goaltending is still a little question mark for me because Leonard hasn't really been that full long-term starter, you know, when he was with Ottawa, Buffalo, or even Vegas. I mean, he played a few games with Chicago, but for me, I think Vegas is the better team. They have the depth, and Boston is is almost heading towards that full rebuild. So I think Vegas is just the better team. They're going to win this game. Jay, who do you got when it comes to Vegas and Boston? Okay. See, we may both lose together because I'm not going to pick the other way just to try and get ahead of the girl. Well, you know, on a hockey show. But um, you're, you're right about Lerner. I mean, um, he's done it in one, you know, 
he's done it for different teams. And now he doesn't have Flurry back there. You know, it's really on him. And hopefully, you know, he can, um, you know, rise to how he's played the last couple of years, having the number one on him already. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take Vegas. Um, mainly because to Boston has always just had maybe that first line to rely on and um, the perfection line. And Vegas is Vegas is solid throughout. They're getting all their guys back from COVID. They lasted out, and now they're now they're back almost to a full team that's in front of Lerner. So I just say it would be it's too much. They're too deep. I'd go Vegas also. Yeah, I think they're the better team. And then once they get Jack Eichel, if it's this year, they're gonna they're gonna be solid. They're yeah, I, I was good. always thinking what they're gonna do when his cap comes in if they play him during the regular season. They would maybe have to trade guys to fit him in on the cap to get him in before the playoffs. You know, like like the Lightning would do with Kucherev out on LITR all season, and he's back for the playoffs, and the cap doesn't count. Yeah, that's playoffs. right. You know, do you want to disassemble the, te- disassemble the team to get Eichel on? You'd have to probably trade some guys to free up cap space. Well, there have been talks that Max Pacioretty could be on the move. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm not sure if that was just a rumor. But I've been hearing that Max Pacioretty could be on the move. I don't know if it's near the deadline. I don't know if something's in the works. But I've I've heard that before. Yeah, that, I mean, it's going to have to be contracts. I mean, with, I, Eichel has a $10 million pro rated during the season. I guess $10 million, um contract a year that, um, you know, big name, at least maybe one big name is going to have to go in a trade or something to make room for that kind of contract. It'll be interesting, you know, how they're able to do that. All right, so I'm looking at the odds right now, and right now the Colorado Avalanche, the Florida Panthers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Vegas Golden Knights are your favorites to win the Stanley Cup. That's Caesars, William Hill's uh, favorites to win the Stanley Cup. But what is Jay Snyder's favorites to win the Stanley Cup? All right. Not putting money down. It's easy to make a choice. Putting money down, of course, you don't go with your heart. You're not supposed to go with your heart. Um, if uh, Colorado, to me, number one, they've outlasted a bad little streak. And uh, Kemper's starting to play better. And now you're going to get Fr- uh, Franceau back as your second backup goalie. That played really well. Um, actually, he's a left-handed He's left-handed. He he catch. He's one of those goalies that play on the opposite side. Usually, he catches with his right hand. Not that it makes a difference. Just very you know talented goalie tandem to go with that team. I would have to go with Colorado. And if I were to pick a second team, if Ed, well, if Edmonton, if Edmonton upgrades their goaltending, like they're trying to talk about maybe. Flurry, you know, it's great you can do this stuff because it's all rumors. Yeah, but I heard Braden Holpe. 
Brent, he's not the – I don't think he's the answer. I think he's having to come back being very good second in Dallas behind Ottinger where they just they just waived Javi Bullen. They put Javi Bullen on waivers. They're sticking with Hopi as the backup to Ottinger in Dallas to ride. I don't think they're going to give him up now that they just um, waived uh, Javi Bullen, Udobin, who uh, they have to eat that contract. Yeah, I, I don't think, think Javi Bullen played since 2009, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we, we, is, we, you know, we'll, we'll, for Edmonton, though, they need, because they were never high on, on, on uh, Koskinen. They've been trying to trade him since they signed him. And you have Skinner, who's a rookie, with that team in front. Um, more, you know, Mike Smith, unfortunately, you know, age catches up to us all. Yeah. He had a year last year, but you're talking about a full season and the playoffs. Are they good enough? If they get like a, a Flurry or a Gorgiev, you know, Gorgiev is going to get traded. He's just upping his trade value because um, they already said that Husker is going to start next year, who took the barrage from Colorado from the Rangers. Seven goals, but they let him in. They let him stay in. The lesson go down, get fully ready for next year when – you're going to be the backup, and now Gorgiev has trade value. So I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would like him. I would put Edmonton behind Colorado. And I'm saying this because anyone who's listening from Canada, I'm putting Calgary in front of them right now, second to Colorado, as far as favorites to win the Cup. And if it, if it wasn't being a, a, a betting man, of course I want my Rangers if Shashurshin stays healthy. You never know once you, if you make it to the finals and what trades they may make to tinker the team by the trade deadline for what they may see they may need when playing these elite teams, losing to the elite teams mostly. But I'll keep the Rangers right down there until the 50, the halfway mark to say, why not? Why not? Yeah. Christian, you know. Because right now it's still early. For every team, it's still early. You know, I wouldn't, you know, the Rangers are, I wouldn't put them high. But if Scherson's in there, they can stay basically healthy. Um, They can definitely contend and pass the first round. Get past that, you never know. Right on. We we see it every year. Yep. Well, for me, I think my best bet could be the Carolina Hurricanes. I think bringing a guy like Freddie Anderson, who has had experience in the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Ducks, he went far with Anaheim, Western Conference Final, and then when you come to Toronto, they they all struggled. They didn't get past the first round. Mrazek, I just want to say, for, I was going to put Toronto up there, and just to say, too, for for Jim Berenger on the host of the Last Word on Hockey show, where I know I'm going to hear, how could you not pick Toronto when we talk about him all the time. Mazarik is coming back, and if Campbell keeps up his Vezina playing style, it's a it's a crapshoot. I mean, who actually can be the favorite? Is who actually can withstand the, this whole season and make it to that point, you know, healthy with the talent that they have, you know? Yeah, and I just feel like Carolina's been up there lately. Oh, they're, you know? they're great. Conference finals against Boston. Then you had the bubble. And then last year, I, I don't think um, Net, 
however you say his last name, Nedelagovich. <laughs> yeah, from Did, didn't have what it took to beat. Uh, I think it was Tampa. He went to the Red Wings, Neda, from Carolina, who took he took him into the playoffs last year, and then they picked up Anderson from Toronto in the off season, uh, who's playing like five years ago. New new scene, you know. You know playing in Carolina, he's re he's recaptures his um, better years. So yeah, you never know. Because we were commenting if Colorado, if Carolina had made the right decisions at the beginning of the year by not keeping who got him to the playoffs. Can't pronounce his last name. Sorry, who's now in um, Detroit, and then when he took a chance on Anderson, who had been. He was saying before, what's the difference between Anderson and Campbell with Toronto is Toronto didn't play the kind of defense they're playing in front of Campbell. You know, they laid a lot on Anderson and took a lot of shots. And um, if any, you know, Carolina was, plays a great team under uh, Rob Brendamore. You know, great coach, ex-player, has that team – and they have a lot of talent. They just need that goalie. They're definitely made for a long run, you know, in the playoffs, not just the playoff team. So these are the favorites. Are there teams that are, are at the top of the standings that, you know, I'm not going to even go there because they may fall off. You know, it could be the Minnesota Wild, the Washington Capitals. Are there teams that will eventually fall off? Eventually, it depends on where their injuries are. Um, like, you know, like with Washington Saranarov, sorry if I'm saying the name wrong, he went with two rookie goalies. Oh, Samsonov? Samsonov, sorry. I've always been a big fan of him. He's playing really good. Um, so they have a goalie to ride on, and Washington, you know, scares the heck out of you. You can't just let those... You know, Ovechkin is having a youthful, as we know, what he's shooting for in his career, uh, renaissance um, with a couple of injuries, losing Nicholas Backstrom and everything. He thought after they lost Nicholas Backstrom that they weren't going to be able to keep up on a winning, you know, most of the time when they have. So um, as far as a team that may not, that could fall, that can't afford a kind of injury to stay up there, Toronto, you need Campbell to play the way Campbell's been playing because that team is playing great in front. They're playing fast and they're, they're, they, they're on you. They learned a lot from their playoff runs, needing that grit, you know, throughout and with Simmons on your fourth line and, you know, guys like that that are going to make sure guys are going to be hungry and, and play because he's improved by example what it needs to get past the first round, which I'm sure they'd all like, you know, Campbell and you get Razarek back, Mrazek back, who had a great year last year. Um, but you need Campbell not to get injured. And that could be a team without that kind of goalie that may for it's 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 hard halfway halfway you know who's going, who has the kind of depth. That's why like I've always Try to say tandems are more important than just the number one goalie. Mm -hmm. 
you know, in a long season, especially like now, like we were talking about back in the day, you could, you played Bredore 65, 70 games, 78. No one's doing that no more. No, they're not. You cannot ride on one goalie. So your backup goalie better be able to win you most of the games that they play to give your number one guy the rest the way they got to move around and play every night. So they have that long run in the playoffs that you don't burning out your goalie. Like pitchers have dead arm. You know, goalies definitely go through where they feel great, but their body's so worn out there. It's a step behind where they would usually be. You need to give them the rest and you can't afford to lose points. Not having a, a, a capable, good second goalie back there. So mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially to get there, to get through this 82 game season after three years of not having a full season to make the finals, getting through all that, you know, you need your goalie to be at the top and freshest feeling good going in, not all banged up and, you know, like they said about Rask last year, you know, being dinged up and hit. But he went in and played, and he looked—he didn't show that he was hurt. But if you don't have that capable second to give you a number one of, of that break, then you don't have the confidence that you could win with them. So it's also sending a message to your, your tandem that how important it is to be a tandem for a team and not, well, I got to play every game. Mentality that that that's, doesn't that doesn't last anymore in this in this game now. It's way too fast. No, it doesn't. It's too fast for way too fast, way too physical. Even though you're going down from one knee to the other on your goal, you don't stand anymore to make your side by side. You're down. You're down. Your knees sliding on on your you know your pads from one side to the other. You're giving up that whole top. I mean, if you're six foot four, that's why. Because being a shorter goal, you stand up. I couldn't afford to take a knee, you know, and guys like, um, you know, shorter goalies are making a, a real showing in the league this year. Shershkin, Zaros from Nashville, Zoros, mm-hmm. who, you know, Pekka Rennie, you know, left for his whole career and did it nicely, you know, the way he left. And that team's having a rebound, too, that the Rangers – lost to that they need to learn from heavier teams, bigger teams that can play that style. That's what the next to get through to be a real potential Stanley Cup winning team to get there. So I just throw that last part with the Rangers. So All and, right, the that... Islanders, and the Islanders Yeah, you need St. Louis, St. Louis in 2019 proved it. And they got the talent mm-hmm. They were last in the league, halfway mark, and they won the Stanley Cup. And if anyone could do it, it's the Islanders. They just yeah, got to get healthy. They just mm-hmm. got to get healthy. And Bangington came out of nowhere, and he led them to the, the promised land. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a long season, and who's going to start crumbling from the top? Like you said, Minnesota. Minnesota is with the Karpasov. Uh, I may be getting his name wrong. The Kaprizov? Kaprizov. And what an amazing talent. Um, I mean, he makes it that they can score 
goals every game. And Talbert is having a consecutive year, good year, coming from the Rangers farm system, you know, then going to Edmonton and not having a good when he went from the Rangers to Edmonton. Um, but uh, so, you know, Minnesota, too, has to think about that. Do they have to upgrade for depth in case Talbert goes down or, you know, has a problem with the technique that you don't lose this momentum that you've gotten up to now him playing really well. Can he get you to the pro- Can he get you to the end? You know, you got to make those decisions by the 50, by the halfway mark. We're going to know who's, who's going and who's going to be falling. Yeah. And that, that could also be the telling part for the devils and the Philadelphia flyers. Where will they be? Yeah, they, who, who, everyone's saying Philadelphia probably be sellers at the trade market. Like, because as you was mentioned, you were mentioning, there are a lot of older guys that they've stuck with. Mm-hmm. They are not going to maybe sign next year, and season is already whatever. That's how you get those high draft picks, half dry, high draft picks, and new scouting to you know fast players or whatever. Um, get them in now to play the last part of the season. Devils, I don't see his sellers other than Subban. With yeah. his expiring contract. Once his contract's up. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna he let ain't him coming back. Well, but they're not gonna let him he still has value. Yeah, he kinda to does. Contending teams offensively, uh, that they can get something and could help this team, you know, might maybe second half. you, you never know. They're staying. Metropolitan Division, though, is the hardest division to mm-hmm. make up time. It's like, which of those teams do you expect to fall? Pittsburgh, we thought without Sydney that whole time, Jarry's recaptured that number one goalie presence that let them, you know, get rid of Murray and ride with Tarry. And he's playing number one. And you got Sid back. Washington, mate, I don't think Washington's going to falter. Um, because Carolina very, up there, so this yeah, is a hard I mean, division. The only team that you can see falter, unfortunately, I don't even want to say it is my Rangers. If Shashurskin is out for a very long time, because you can't replace a goalie like that, and he's a major, major part why they are where they are. Mm-hmm. And 13 3 and 2. So, um, cra- crazy. Crazy first year of this realignment in the first season in three years of a f- that, you know, like last year, all those times they played against each other, all those times. That makes oh, yeah. it harder for teams in the playoffs because now they played each other so many times, they go back to that in the playoffs. It's going to be great. It's just great hockey all the way through. Uh, and I hope my Rangers – you know, we're there by the midway time and Shershin comes back and I have what to Yeah. Three years haven't been able to do it. Rebuilds are hard and I know what Flyer fans are probably thinking, you know, screw you, Ranger fan. What are you talking about rebuilds? We went we went through it. You guys may need to go through it and just have faith in your new management. You know? Talk it. Talk talk it'll talk it'll be there next year, I think. You know, Past this year, and then then you, 
that attitude on the team, what he did in Arizona, you know, and he's like a Rob Brendamore. He's a, he ain't going to say nothing to him. He'll get that, that team, you know, every game. Youth, what is it, Mark was saying um, about the captain. They even trade the captain, they were saying. So once you're going to do that, basically anyone is expendable in trades if you're going to trade your captain and not resign him. He's a free agent. They got, you know, they got a lot of decisions they got to make. Yeah, they do. So time, but they have time heart. Will they have heart, and I rooted for heart as a goalie. Period, man. Great goalie. I'm glad he's he, he has a he's rebounding from last year to show it wasn't him. Yeah, and if he could keep it up, they they will still be in the playoff race. So look, that, look that would they, definitely he help. Took him. him two years ago mm-hmm. in the bubble. He proved himself right there. I mean, they could win a cup. With him, with the right, you know, with fixing and whatever they got to do, building the team in front of him for sure. Yeah, and we shall see. We got plenty of hockey left. Fifty more games. It's definitely going to be interesting. Last word on hockey. That's where you can catch Coach Jay Schneider. You can also catch him next time him and I do play by play for a hockey game, as he will be my color commentator he did a great job here is some of his here is I some of his more of these the second time no one after the first time <laughs> what i'm up against yeah here, here's some of his clips right now but like i said this is for charity so exactly we gotta, it's about we gotta... making the best of the event and hopefully i can make something of something yeah of something again wait a minute let's show this oh all right the, the camera's up there. It says FDNY EMS team in bold letters on the bottom. That is the white team. And then this is the boldest roster. The numbers are in the right order, as you guys, you guys say. So we give a shout out to Mark Weiss for that. And he's resting. Speaking of Mark. So what did you mean by that? Make something out of something out of something. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I was supposed to take pictures only. I came in. I was the cameraman. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, you wanna you want work, work with work work with Doug? Be the color commentary for his play by play of the game." I'm like, what? I didn't think I'd ever get on a podcast and never been talking three years ago, and they got me to do it. I wasn't prepared. I never did this before. I never did that before. And I never had a color guy before, too, so that, that really helped. You sure you want a color guy like me again? <laughs> you know, we... Again, it wasn't that bad. Mark, Mark, I am... We were talking about it. He can do play-by-play, because, and I'll do the camera, and I am think I'm better being part of it by giving snip, sniblets. Yeah, you could be like Boosh or Pierre. Yeah, because you, if anyone who heard the game and heard me trying to do color play-by-play, oh, I hope <laughs> you deleted it. I hope you put it on mute right away. I had to hear myself like try and listen to this thing after. Never did it before. It was for charity, a charity event, which made it go, you know what? The charity doesn't lose by it. I'm not, I'm not getting paid. Whatever it takes. Um, I'm just sorry for everyone that had to listen to me. Trying to do it. Uh, but, it yeah, was I would good. Do it again. 
I would have fun. I would have more fun because at least I know what to kind of try and expect doing it, and we would have better rosters. Yeah, see, that would be the key. It would be a lot better if I had, like, a legit roster and I knew what team was what team. And we didn't I, know that. Yeah, I could just do play-by-play the whole time, and then you just add whatever's in there. That'd be like, whether it was a goal you see that left or a penalty. Out? But not trying to chase the oh and twenty seven the other like uh, the, but we didn't, we really I didn't have you. we really didn't have the organization for the play by play the production side of it that was shout on the fly to, shout out to Mark Weiss for that yes <laughs> so if we ever did play by play and color commentary again we would have like we could have the legit rosters where I know who's who and I could just focus on all the play by play and you add you add it in oh that was a great play this and that. But it was that, all for fun. That was great. We did a yeah, good job. It was for, it was yeah. for Lexi. All for fun. Hey, that stuff ain't easy. I mean, I no, it's not. I, I you know I know what, but you know doing more like and and Mark is the uh, you know we, we, on our show. I mean, we just every we just know what we may are going to talk about like topics, but nothing is scripted. Yeah. It was and mostly I, on the fly, too. We were just talking whatever we decided to talk about. Mark not giving us orders. And that's the only way I could have tried to do it to give it some, give you, give it some something, something of a something, something. Yeah, something of a something, something. Whatever came up was that something. What am I going to, what do you make with that something? Something, something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I need drinks next time. I'll be doing the camera. Mark will be the one doing, you would, uh, you know, the other guy, and I'm the guy behind you. You want to show me once in a while? I'm fine being down here. I'll do this. You'll hear me once in a while. I'll get the waters. I'll make you'll sure we have waters. waters. Tell yeah, them about you'll the get water the waters. Part. Tell them about the water part. Oh, we never had our waters because uh, Mark was supposed to get it for us, and he never did. I think I actually have what it. What do you think about here. his reference so far? Color commentary. But the woman now, was scared. The woman seven to scared oh, I think it's coming up right here. And hit him. All right, let's send it back to Mark in the studio. Yeah, it's coming up right here. She's like, you're not going to throw it. Yeah, let's see. Where's our waters? <laughs> Where's our waters, Mark? Mark was supposed to get us waters. Huh? No, they didn't have that either. And that was Ronald Harbin. Thank you. Doing the camera Thanks play. Maybe I'll ride the Zamboni. <laughs> well, if Mark doesn't I'll drive be, you... I'll be looking for another job after this is all. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, if Mark doesn't drive you home... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark doesn't drive me home. Forget about it. 0915529. 0915529. But Jim supports you. 0915529. Oh, we're going to check her. I don't trust that. She's been cheating. Yeah, Jim's just nice. Jim's Mark just being be nice to his soon. old pal, yeah. Well, there's Mark. Mark, yeah, there's where's Mark. our waters? Water. What's your name? We're on the balcony. Margaret. Come on. Margie, you actually won. You're not cheating this time. That was Mark. Everyone she wins is for her friends. Her friends are going to ask her how she did. You want nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Mark. Oh. There she is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey! <laughs> we got the water. We got water. Mark came through. 
Well, if Ronald wasn't there and he threw it at one of us, we probably would have dropped it. Um, I better have caught it because that woman would have came up and kicked our ass. Well, what about my equipment? After we, after she would have kicked our ass with, for, you're not going to throw that and we would have missed it and the water going down on her. I think the equipment would have been regardless, thrown off the balcony <laughs> and made it to the ice. Yeah, well, especially the way we do the play-by-play. Especially the crowd. <laughs> you know, oh, no, you ain't going to throw that water up here. Well, luckily... Mark has good Mark has good aim as a as a referee on from the ice. No, I was gonna say luckily the live stream wasn't was only broadcast on Facebook and it wasn't broadcast throughout the arena. <laughs> they would have taken the mics. Oh yeah, like I said, I would have been riding the Zamboni after all the way home. <laughs> I mean the only way I would have been able to get home. Probably me Fun too. Time. One time, I have no, you know, again, I watch it every once in a while to make, just laugh. Yeah, me it, too. It, it, it was a good time, and uh, the charity, what an event. How when, are we supposed to know what team is which? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah, you've shown that clip of me going, that's why I'm glad we showed, we showed what we were given. Yeah. You know. This is the roster we got. And it was like, how can we abbreviate the names of these teams to what we can actually say that we don't even know what are the real names of the two teams while doing it? I'm like, oh, man, you got to give me that. I, I, I'm not even supposed to be doing this. I don't know. You know, I'm like, am I going to screw this up? Yeah, you were supposed to take taking pictures. Exactly. That's why I make a great cameraman helping you guys out when Mark takes over doing the color commentary primary and I'm just like a camera game with your thing back and forth and you know I get to say my little you know whatever yeah I'm better behind the scenes I admit it I'm better behind the scenes yeah I love being on the camera <laughs> I yes this, this is fun to talk about hockey get to talk about hockey can't play anymore you know uh so I mean, luckily, the game of hockey, the love for the game of hockey, you know, may not be able to play anymore, but, you know, be involved in, in everything that's going on, especially in this new generation of all these different channels and all these hockey games being shown from the West Coast and all that. You can get to see everything. I know everyone's going to talk about ESPN2 and blah, 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 blah. We did that in our last show. Um, but... Um, it's a, the game is to me is great. It's so fast, you see everyone's excited, especially after you know COVID. Just get try to get back to normal of some sort, and hopefully for the teams that with this COVID. I mean, this team, this is I mean, it, it's just a, it's like the new norm, unfortunately. And you don't know when, unfortunately, COVID takes effect, and a team never mind getting sick. You know, loses the majority of the guys and they think from the standings, and it's not even the same way you can evaluate. Mm -hmm. You know, your you, you picks anymore. Like for the whole season, you can do day by day because you yeah. see the games and you see their rosters and who they have. But who's gonna who's gonna stay up there and who's gonna fall down? 
they have nothing to do with what anyone can coach and keep away and you know just the health of everyone and getting mm-hmm. back to, to normal hopefully hopefully all right, Jay. It's been a pleasure. I love I didn't this. I not talk this much. You, you just got me in a good time because you keep breaking me with those clips. Other than that, thank you for having me on the show. Um, yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. You know, uh, see you at, and see if you score on your brother next, and then I'll give the proper uh, hey, evaluation. He, he, he was better than you. <laughs> Brought up that rivalry between you and your brother. Yeah, nothing like it. <laughs> Nothing like it. All right, thanks, Jay. You you guys will find him on Last Word on Hockey. On Mad uh, Radio Network. Mad Radio Network. See you. I'm going right. to get fired if I didn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> thanks, Jay. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. See you guys next time. Thanks, Doug. Take care. Anytime. All right, that was Coach Jay Snyder on the Doug Saravo Show. Jay, thank you for coming on. We will see you guys next time. The Doug Saravo Show is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Bet like Michael Lepore. And as always, we will finish this episode with our tribute to our late friend and former co-host of the Doug Saravo Show, Michael Lepore. I just got to read this first. Thank you for supporting the Doug Saravo Show, Saravo Broadcasting, and all those involved with Saravo Broadcasting. We appreciate you guys. So what is this, Mikey? You see it? Put it up to... Put it up by the camera. Can everybody see it? Wait, move it back. On number 38, Lepore. That's yeah, you. I was in the locker room with that in the room. With three Hall of Fames. <laughs> no, that's customized. That's all. Yeah, I know. And listen... <laughs> All right, I'm going to give people... No, that's for the pen. Oh, yeah, that's for the pen. No, I got to be more for it. The Razor... Uh, the 16 to 1. 16 to 1, that's not bad. This is great. Now you're gonna make us some food. No. Yeah, there's stuff in your fridge. Should have brought the pie. <laughs> Next time I'll go, I'll get it. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great show. But yeah, you do have some leftovers in your fridge. I think we're it's time for dinner for you and I. <laughs> some in the fridge. Should we get the cat? Should we get the camera? <laughs> All right, Mike. Any final thoughts for the audience? Myself. It's been a very entertaining. Hopefully, my picks come through and people can make a little money. Stuff like that. Have a one. Enjoy your football season. And go go both up, everybody. There he is, everyone. That was Michael Lepore, otherwise known as the Bolt. No more stuts. The Bolt. That's his name. What a what a show, Mike. Thank you for coming on.
picks. You lose all your money. Trust me. Jaguars, if they win the division, I'll stop watching football. Try on this jersey you got me. You know what can I say? I'm a giant fan, but bolt up, huh? bolt up, bolt up. What about produce? <laughs> I know produce. We're gonna go through a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. <laughs> I love, I love you, Mikey. Yo, he's officially a Charger fan. No. no. If the Chargers win, I get lifetime pizza in his pizzeria. The Chargers won, so I love his pie. Thank you, it's been a pleasant talking to everyone. 